everybody, and welcome to this week's fantastic podcast of your Manchester. Uh, we've got some great guests this evening, and we are starting with an absolute cracker. It was a visual treat, but don't worry, we're describing it all just for you on this podcast. Indeed. Picture glitz, picture glam, picture leopard print, picture Beck Gilroy, Bet Lynch. I said we've got a show for you tonight and I am not one for fibbing, as you full on know. Now, as legends go, as legends go, you know there's only three from Corey that I have fully, fully, fully followed. Try saying that. Hey. Me, when yes. I was Wendy in yeah. Coronation Street in Fresh Rose, you followed me, didn't you? No. Um, so, this lady here... This, this lady over here, this is our lovely Elsie Tanner, everybody. Elsie Tanner. There was obviously Rita, and she's had no effect on my style whatsoever. Can't say that at all. No. And if Rita and our lovely lady we're going to talk about now sort of cloned themselves together, I reckon I would be that child. You would be that love child. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And do you know what? You couldn't wait to get your hands on <laughs> this fab collection. But joining us is the man behind putting this collection together, the lovely Mark. Welcome to your Manchester. Thank you. Look, look at all this. We are, of course, <laughs> talking about Bet Gilroy, Bet Lynch, uh, a.k.a. Julie Goodyear, everybody. Yep. This is her collection. This is her and accessories collection. <laughs> now, right in front of us. I've not waited a second. Mark came in with the handbag, everybody, that she used when she was leaving the street. Am I right? Yes, That's correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. And I don't know what happened, but these <laughs> earrings were in a lovely box down here, and all of a sudden, they've ended up on my ears. And, uh, but tell us why we have Julie Goodyear's collection here, and how you came about it, Mark. Mm. Well, I'm uh, a patron of Willowwood Hospice, which is in Ashton-under-Lyne, and uh, covers Tameside and Glossop. And... Uh, this year is the 21st birthday of the hospice and of course all the events have had to be cancelled and the hospices rely on public fundraising and um, so as part of the events this year I was due to give a talk on Coronation Street because I lecture on the history of the show. We were having a hot pot supper and, oh, uh, you know, <laughs> yes, oh, uh, we might have dressed up as our favourite characters, you never know. Which one did you dress up as please? Uh, well, I haven't done it. Oh, you've not! No, I might have. Yes, it would have been wonderful. So all that had to be cancelled. It was due to take place on the 9th of December, which is the street's 60th birthday, yeah. of course. And um, so they said, would I be filmed doing the talk? And that kind of blossomed into now two films with lots of cast members taking part and location, all the rest of it. And Julie surprised me on the set, and she's a good friend. Uh -huh. And then she said, I want to do something else. And so she had a right good rummage in her drawers. Oh! Hey, you love that. Hey. Yes. Now, you're a Cory aficionado, aren't you? Mm. You know everything there is to know about Cory. Well. Near enough. <laughs> Near enough, yes. Because as soon as you came in the studio, you recognised our Michelle from her parts that she had in it, because she's been in it more than once. I've, she's certainly I was have. talking about my one line before, wasn't I, in Jim's Cafe. I had mm. to say, can I have a cup of tea, please, Alma? That's a brilliant line. Yeah. That, that was 90 quid, that, back in them days, you know? <laughs> 90 quid. I no tell you. No what? No per diem. No oh, you didn't ask for a per diem. In those days, they used to... Uh, oh, you know, yes, well, you see... For, 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 for contractual reasons, they always used to assume every actor lived in London, that no actor could actually live in the North. So you used to get a weekly envelope for your travelling expenses. So if you did live off here, you were quids in. Somebody's got your per diem. <laughs> so, yes. But this is what Tony Warren was totally against when he first started. He yes. didn't want anybody from London, did he? No, but they always assumed that. So no, when Tony started it, he wanted Northern actors. And of course, 
yeah. they did all the auditions in London because they didn't believe that uh, we, we wanted Northern actors. And indeed, in the original um, board meeting notes from Granada Television, when the idea was put forward, they said then, well, this is not the impression that we want to give people who would want to see northern people in northern accents. Do you know what? Look <laughs> where it is now. Honestly, it's incredible. Well, it's one of its greatest things, I think. It's the tea lady, isn't it? So that's, to Agnes. Yeah, yeah Agnes the tea lady. <laughs> that's right. She, she, she was, all the producers and everything, they weren't keen on it. Mm. And she came past one of the offices and she sat down and started watching it. Oh. and said it was brilliant and she was really into it like what they get yeah. into and that was the day when it was florizel street exactly. and now it's coronation street and agnes said florizel sounded like a disinfectant <laughs> so, <laughs> so they came up with two ideas and one was jubilee street yeah. or coronation street and the producer tony wouldn't have any part of a new name so he left it to the producers they went out got drunk voted and the story goes that the secretary who had to take the result back to the office didn't like the fact they'd chosen Jubilee Street, so she put down Coronation Street and she chose it. That <laughs> is genius. Now, it sounds like, Mark, you know everything about the street. So these two videos that you've done, mm. I think they are going to be unmissable because you must have some stories to tell. And you're also interviewing some of the Corrie legends, aren't you? Yeah, well, we've got a lot of the, the legends who've put in anecdotes, so people like Julie Goodyear, Julie Hesmond-Halsh, um, Amanda Barry, uh, and people like so that. You've got Hayley, you've got yes. Alma, Legend, Legend Sally Ann Matthews. Um, so they've all taken part. And then I talk about people I knew. Uh, we go to locations and things like that, but people I knew, like the wonderful Jill Summers, uh, who played yeah. uh, Phyllis. Of course. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I could do with my uh, voice. So, <laughs> so Jill was, of course, wonderful in the show, but she had this fantastic career beforehand. She was a singer. Uh, she had her own TV series, Summers Here, in the 50s. She was at the London Palladium in her own show. Don't give it all away. Uh, don't give it all well, away. That's, that's the bit I don't tell in the, oh, <laughs> in the film, you see. Hello, this is Julie Goodyear. I've always had a keen interest in the wonderful work undertaken by Willow Wood Hospice here in Greater Manchester. My darling friend and Coronation Street husband, Roy Barraclough was her patron for almost 20 years. When I heard that this year, their 21st, they were having to cancel all their fundraising plans, I just wanted to help. So I've had a good rummage. I've gone through all mine and Beth's things and together with my dear friend Mark, who's a hospice patron, we've put together a collection of 60 lots for Corrie's 60th anniversary. So, if you've ever wanted to own a pair of Beth's earrings, now is your chance. I've also taken part in a fantastic film the hospice's supporters have put together, looking back over Corrie's 60 years. You'll love it. It's by the fans for the fans and you'll be able to watch at home in return for a donation join with me in supporting this wonderful cause visit willowwood.info for all the information lots of love julie 
one of their oh. most famous voices that you will never, ever, ever, no matter how hard she try, <laughs> forget. She's a pal. She, she's, she's a, a pal. Pals. <laughs> we said she's a legend, and she's a legend yeah. for doing this because yes. that's such a lovely thing and an offer for her to do to mm. help sixty pieces yeah. to to give to Willow Wood. Yeah. And and how's it gone down? Because the the auction's been open now since the fourteenth of November, hasn't it? Yeah, it's open and it's on till Tuesday. Right. Um, so still time. So time it's been going it. fantastically well, yes. Yeah. So there's, uh, six, there's actually 61 lots because she snuck that. You're not able to keep that, I'm afraid, Belinda. Um, she'll try. I <laughs> know she she'll try. try. Uh, so we've snuck that in. Well, there's a signed script, Julie Hesmond, she's put something in. And there's a limited edition print signed by Sir Peter Blake, uh, who did, uh, of course, yeah. Sgt. Pepper's album cover. Wow. And that was for the 30th anniversary episode. Um, so that, and that's from the Roy Barrafoff estate. So, yeah. But, yes, we brought in um, some of Julie's things Let's look here. at these earrings first of all, shall we? Look at these. I mean, they're, they're everything. She was so iconic mm. with what she wore, wasn't she? Well, she was. I mean, the leopard print, which, of course, you're in, and your yes. lovely nails as well. But they're in such good condition, Mark. Oh, yes. We're, you know, we were looking at these yes. before the show aired, and I was like... They do look pristine, and obviously Julie's taken care of them throughout the years. Because these are little bits of history, right here. Well, I'll tell you a little story. The the birdcage ones, which Belinda's wearing, and which were for the last episode in 1995 when she was Dan Lady, she gave them to me in the box, and she actually cried, and she said, "I've kept them all these years, but wow. I, I just want them to uh, to bring good, you know, to our local area." So. Um, but there's so many iconic pieces, as you say, and of course, bet we've only got to see that everyone thinks of the, the hair, uh, the leopard print, the cigarette holder, um, the jewelry, the jewelry, the jewelry. And, and so this is, you know, a unique opportunity. And Julie has signed. I don't know if do you want that, Belinda. Yeah. Julie's has signed um, a certificate which comes with every lot as well. Every lot. Yes. Wow. So it will list. I haven't done my job yet, but I've got to fill in. Uh, the details of each lot. So that will come with, with every lot. So, I mean, you could actually put these in one of those frames. Yes. You know, the deep frames, yes. and it would make an absolutely well, fantastic anyone, talking face. Absolutely, either at home or if anyone's got a bar or a, yeah. a pub or anything like that. Absolutely wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't it? Be <laughs> so, do all these have a story then? Obviously, mm. the birdcage ones. We know those, uh, don't They've got an absolute story of their own. Yes. Then we move on to these, which, so, by the way, will be mine because I'm going to bid high. <laughs> so, those ones that you like. Like that was they did a, a spin-off that was set in Brighton and um Bet went to Brighton. Vicky was running the, the granddaughter was running the wine bar and she went there with uh, and Reg Holdsworth turned oh, up. Gosh. So she wore those in, in that particular spin-off. The um, necklace there that you've got, um, that was worn in many, many episodes down the years. I mean we're talking what 25, 30 years of, of episodes. So um that was that. And of course, there's the. Do you want to take that? There's the leopard print. Um, the bracelet. iconic. Uh, the icon, you can't. I mean, you yeah. know who that belongs to. <laughs> um, Why did she start wearing the leopard print? What was the idea? Because I can't think well, of anybody beforehand that did something. Well, like do you know it's a funny thing because I was um, marketing director of the Oldham Coliseum Theatre, and Julie uh, started there. She did a short stint in in the street in 1966, and Pat. Phoenix said to her, hey. you need to go and get training in theatre. And she arranged for her to get a job in stage management at the Oldham Coliseum because Pat had appeared there. Wow. And um, so she did. And she got little walk-on parts. And I used to have on my wall in my office a frame print. And it was the uh, something happened on, something funny happened on the, what is it called? Wait, the, 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 the forum, yeah. And there was Julie in a leopard print bikini. 
And so that is the first time. So, so there's a little bit of Julie, obviously, that she brought to, yeah. to Bet and the character. And you find that with the classic characters, that there's always something of the actor comes in it isn't there and julie julie so how did is that. julie now she's really well um yes we subject to social distancing we see each other every sunday we have tea from leopard print crockery we have I leopard print teapots and all the rest of it yeah and um she she lives on a farm and um we just well, we talk about it. We put the world to rights, as you can imagine. As I can imagine. And yes. now and again, we, she we want to join you. <laughs> well, <laughs> and now and again, she'll do the the powers line, or you know, I've got tights older than you, love, and all that. And, uh, and so we 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 wallow in a bit of nostalgia. What other stories do we have here with these items then? Well, I mean, these. Yeah, Michelle wore these. I did. I had for a, a lovely picture with them on, and as soon as I put them on, <laughs> I felt like that i have to say i wanted to be behind the bar yes. at the rover's return but that's i mean all these things and, and julie always has said to me that you know she the heels obviously even behind when you're working behind the bar i mean you've got your heels behind yes. here belinda so you know it's part of it's part the of character. character you can't yeah. feel the character i think it was beryl reed used to say she always started with the shoes yes and um julie was the same so the the next i mean that's such a heavy piece and when you're filming you know in the rovers you're behind that bar a lot of it's just serving drinks and you know what tv's like it's a lot of hanging around and so you know but she didn't feel the part without wasn't it practice. sarah lancashire who didn't yeah. wear the heels too often behind the bar when they were filming she, Paris thing she did she? indeed yeah she did indeed you're quite right so, yes, so the pearls there were worn for a lot of the classic episodes, a lot of the going to the licensed victuallers and uh, visits to the brewery and all wow. the rest of it. And then we've got, um, well, actually, I think that is probably um, for a scarf ring, but, she, but Julie wore it on her hand. Um, as she would. As she would, because it's, it's just... Fabulous. It goes wonderful with your nails. Doesn't look at that! Look at that! Eh? A million dollars. Eh? <laughs> is she watching at the moment? I bet. I think she is. Just so she so, knows, she's not got all this jewelry to come back. <laughs> she is. How can and we get a our hands for you, on so these? Well, because, as you mm. said, the auction is still going till Tuesday. Yes. But obviously, you know, people at home are going to see these. Yeah. We've got fans of Coronation Absolutely. Street. We all love the street. Yeah. Um, what do they do? So if you go to the hospital's website, which is willowwood.info, as yeah. Julie just said, mm -hmm. and if you go on there, you'll find a Julie Goodyear collection page, and that links you through to the eBay site where everything is being sold. And, it, and every penny's going to the hospice. So we're now gonna focus on men, my favorite topic, and we're gonna focus, first of all, on men's hair. Yes, indeed. We're joined by Rob all the way from Barbabillo. So we're in Northern Quarter and we're just opposite um, Wilson Social next door to another heart to feed. It's just by Stevenson Square. Um, yeah, and we've been here now for six years next month, which is, yeah, a long time. Long time. Uh, Barbabillo is, as you say, it's below the actual, um, the shop that you've got at, at the top. So it has got a little bit of niche about it, hasn't it, Rob? Uh, and and it, it's getting quite a bit of a, a fan base and a following for being quite unique. Yeah, 100%. I mean, one of the things that I sort of looked around at other barbers and saw was that they tend to be on ground level. And what happens when you're on ground level is that anyone that walks past can just look in and see you and you feel 
kind of watched like a bit like an animal at a zoo. And I just wanted to make it a bit more of a safer, relaxed environment. So because we've done it downstairs, you don't have that feeling of anxiety from that people are just staring in, watching you when you're in a vulnerable state, when you've got your hair wet and you don't feel good about yourself. And yeah, that was the idea behind it. Brilliant. Now, men's hairdressing, we call it men's hairdressing or men's barbering, is, is evolving rapidly all the time, isn't it? Um, yeah. and it seems men are getting braver and more adventurous with their haircuts these days. Long are gone, uh, short back and sides. It's true. I mean, the, one of the other reasons why I'd actually opened Barber Below is because every time that I used to go and get a haircut at a barber's, they would make assumptions based on my gender and they'd ask me how my girlfriend was or if I saw the football and if I wanted the general short back and sides. And it used to make me feel really uncomfortable because I've been gay for since I was 12 years old. I came out, so it was never this sort of moment of, oh yeah, I want to talk about girl girls and football. So yeah, it, I want to create people and like allow people to have the space to be individual and to be whoever they want to be, whether that is they want a short back and sides or whether it's a woman that comes in who wants a men's haircut or a more masculine haircut, or it's someone that's transitioning that potentially want something that's more feminine to start off with and then go more masculine. So it is, there's a lot of gender construct that needs to be broken down within barbering, um, especially within barbering. And so like we're one of the only barbers in Manchester and in the UK that actually offers colours to clients as well. So people can really truly explore who they are as individuals. Sounds great, and I mean that's what it should be like, and it should be a relaxed, totally re relaxed experience, Rob. But how is it hitting you right now? Because obviously, you know, this is still fairly new, isn't it, Barbara? Below this bit, um, and obviously, we know that we are in this second lockdown. So I'm assuming you've had to shut shut your doors. What's that been like for you as a business? Yeah, I mean. From a business point of view, it is what it is. And there's nothing you can do except for ride the wave and hope everything comes out of it stronger than ever. I think the hardest thing for me personally is just not being able to, to see people and their joy, because that's one of the things that I really thrive from within the business is whether it's from a haircut or it's a conversation, whatever it might have been to like boost people's feelings and emotions and not being able to do that has been really difficult for me um, personally anyways but it's hopefully countdown clock soon enough we'll be back open and putting smiles on people's faces again. Presumably it's you're not taking appointments at the moment or are you? So we do have the appointment book still open however via our Instagram there is a wait list so you can register onto this wait list and what will happen is when we have an official opening date, we're going to release password, um, password linked websites to be able to go onto the booking platform and book appointments for December. Because at the moment we have closed off December just to save for this space for when we reopen. People are going to be missing out on their Christmas haircuts if we don't get this sorted. Yeah, true. Rob, one final question. Uh, obviously, your salon is in the heart of Manchester. 
what are are we like as Mancunians with our hair? Do we keep it looking good? Do you know what? Like, it, it, we genuinely do. Like, with, with the barbers, we tend to get a lot more visits than with the salon in a sense of people come more regularly with the barbers. There is definitely people like to feel good about themselves and treat themselves, especially with hair. And especially from the colour side of it, 50% of our clients have colour. And it's so amazing to see people coming in and taking that much pride in who they want to be and how they want to look. Well, the men have got their hair sorted out, but what about the clothes? There's a new business on the block. It's called Morton Man. And here's Sarah to tell us a little bit more. We're trying to sort of like aim this at everybody again. So obviously males, because it's menswear, but there's no age bracket that we're going for, um, price bracket, anything like that. It's for everyone. We actually do a lot of the ranges in an extra small, right up to a 5XL. So we've got some full track suits in a 5XL. So it's something for everybody, basically. Do we get the the man that we saw in that trailer? I know, he's lovely, isn't he? Very, very lovely. No, uh, joking aside, um, you know, the, the, the clothes look great. And people are tending to buy a lot more clothes in lockdown, even though we've, we've got nowhere to go. But I think online is, is tending to, to do a lot better, obviously, at, at this point in time. Is that, that what spurred you on to start Morton Man at this point? Yeah, definitely. Um, so so we are based at a shop in Lee, um, which is at Holden Road. It's next door to a famous chipper, Green Lane Chipper. Don't know why it's called Green Lane when it's on Holden Road. But the majority we want to be doing online, basically. And just for them reasons that you say. But, yeah, there is, it's so many people that are buying things. We started off, like, with a lot of tracksuits because of the lockdown and, um, like, loungewear and things like that. And that's why we're trying to keep to key pieces basic pieces so we've got lots of basic t-shirts um fine knit jumpers and the prices i do have to say i am really proud of the prices so like the majority of the fine knits that were showed in there um 19.99 which we think is a brilliant price that is it's amazing and like you say people seem at the moment to be wearing uh, comfier things you know, I, even myself, which we'll talk about next week about this lovely outfit, because this is from another small business, another one called Isabella Loves, and nice. they've supplied me this show, getting supplied next week. And uh, <laughs> just the, the comfort and, and the material of these clothes that you're now selling, it's just yeah. a lot more, everyone seems to be comfort blanketing. It is, and when we, when we actually go buy it, we don't just sort of like buy off a website or anything like that. We actually go um to the actual suppliers and we we like to like feel the items we like to see what they're made of we love going for 100 percent cotton for obvious reasons washes well we don't want throwaway fashion we want things that are going to last so a lot of pieces we actually bring home and even though we know they've gone through a strict sort of like garment testing we actually wash them ourselves to make sure that we're, what we're selling you for 1999 is going to last you it's not just going to be throwaway fashion so we're really confident in the garments the quality and the price as well and I think it's really important at this time to support local independent businesses like Without yourself, do you know, because it's you guys that, you know, have been suffering throughout this. So what, what, would you, what would you say to people out there, you know, if they're thinking of Christmas presents for the other Oh, world? definitely. Shop local, definitely. There's so many of us and it's really frustrating at the moment because obviously our stores 
Um, they're not classed as essential shops, but yeah, the fat cats, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention any names, but the bigger supermarkets, they're still allowed to sell all the clothes, all the fashion, and it's it's just not fair, really, because the fat cats are just getting fatter, basically. Um, so, yeah, you know, shop local. We're all trying to get out there. I know a lot of us smaller boutiques and, like, fashion brands are, are going online and building websites so that you can shop online. Um, we're offering sort of, like, collect from the store. We're doing the click and collect. We're doing um, free delivery over £50. We're trying to help you out as much as you can, and obviously... We appreciate all the support that we're getting. Our final guest today is going to talk to us about something very, very wonderful. Right, this is amazing. So it's the Ronald McDonald House um, Black Tine Slippers hosted by me and Denise Welsh. And we've got Jenny Powell there as our star guest announcer off Wheel of Fortune. So we're there next Friday. It's the 27th of November from 8 o'clock. Uh, we're coming to you live into your own homes from um, Impossible Bar in Manchester. We've They've hired out the place, which is going to be amazing, a live... Um, Two hours of entertainment. I think you just mentioned, but we've got Anthony Crawler and Kelvin Fletcher, who are longtime supporters of the Ronald McDonald House, um, as well as Maggie Oliver, who's the amazing Greater Manchester police detective who um, was the whistleblower, really, for the Rochdale sex abuse, um, child sex abuse scandal, which is appalling. And she's continued to, you know, do amazing work in that field. So it's the 27th of November. Tickets are £25. I will let you answer a question in a minute. Tickets are £25 which um, provides one night free accommodation for families with poorly children in Manchester. Um, but yeah, the house, I can't bang on about it enough. It's just the most incredible place. That's fantastic. Bruce, you, you, you did yourself proud there and you didn't do an Adina Menzel during that bit and frozen. Oh, uh, no, he did quite the opposite. He let it go. He let it go. Oh. Uh, and <laughs> so many people on that lineup there and for the charity, and I know it means a lot to you. So please do get your tickets. Well, what another fantastic show that was, and we've got another wonderful one lined up for you next week. So don't miss it. Stay tuned to all these lovely podcasts and tell the world all about them. Isn't that right, Asha? Absolutely. Like it, leave us a review, leave us some stars, and we'll love you lots. But from now, from the both of us, from Belle and Shell, it's goodbye from... Your Manchester. Manchester.